It's beginning to look a lot like Finchmas. Everywhere you go. Winning these games with D. We can contain our glee. Finally a coach we can follow. Welcome to episode 175 of Wolves Cast, the show that entered the COVID-19 protocols before immediately exiting. That place is lame. Hosted by myself and my brother, I'm Neil. I'm Scott. Scott, have you ever been in the protocols? I, I You can't be in. Uh, as, as much as I understand, you can enter and you can exit. Yeah. Those are the only verbs you can use in the protocols. Yeah, you can't, um, you know, you can't. You uh, enter yeah. the protocols. You, you, it is a place you can go. You don't join the protocols. You don't admit yourself to the protocols. You enter and you exit. Those are the only two. Yeah, I think. I'm good, know. though. I got my booster. Boosted. I've got a little bit of the COVID running through me right now, that means. Ooh. Right? Isn't freaky. that how vaccines work? They give you a little bit? Just a little bit? Yeah, they give your body a little taste. So say, here's, uh, what to, here's what to expect. Yeah, so, you know, I'm hopefully be up uh, to go into some Target Center games soon, even though they've only got three home games in January. Oh, that's right. Yeah. See, we'll see who's healthy on the other side of that, We'll have right? to get to Ooh. one of these next week, Knicks and, and uh, Celtics. Um, I hope you're all having a happy holiday season, whether you are celebrating uh, Christmas or whether you're just celebrating everyone, you know, being off work because of Christmas. You oh, know, yeah. even if you don't celebrate Christmas, you probably still get some time off this in the office, maybe enough, a little bit. Right there. So hopefully, you're all celebrating and having a good time. Maybe seeing some family and friends. Yeah, we have uh, we have a special. Uh, Christmas Eve edition here as as the show is released. Uh, we're recording this on Thursday, and uh, as as the wolves, as the crippled wolves take on the full strength Utah Jazz, I think they have nobody out. So that's Which is ironic considering Rudy Gobert started this whole thing, right? <laughs> he started it worldwide. Now he's uh, now he's clean. He, he's patient dunking. zero for yeah, COVID. Yeah, that's yeah. right. He's so, started it. Yeah, that might be ugly. Uh, might be real ugly tonight, especially because yeah. we got word before the game that Carl Anthony Towns has Ooh. entered the protocols. Ooh. Entered the protocols. He's but, entered. Can't uh, wait for his exit. That's a bummer because, you know, obviously his history with COVID, he's already had it. I feel like if you already have it, you know, it's really unfair to get it again. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I think getting it now is a little different from <laughs> getting it a year ago. I think if you're, you know, vaccinated and boosted, uh, this Omicron stuff not quite as bad, right? Yeah, you know, exactly. You can but, uh, just chill. But yeah, Best best luck to Carl and everybody else in the protocols. Uh, you best believe we'll be talking a little bit about it this oh, week. It's kind yeah. of the main story in the NBA. So yeah, we'll get yeah. to it. We'll also talk about the past week of games, mm-hmm. good stuff, some bad stuff, maybe one of the worst games of the season. We'll talk. We'll see. We'll talk. <laughs> uh, like I said, we'll cover the whole COVID invasion of the NBA. We thought we were done with it two seasons ago. But here we are, the third NBA season being mm. affected by COVID mm. in a row. It's never going anywhere. And then we're going to celebrate Festivus. That is a holiday we all celebrate. We can all celebrate Festivus oh. with a little airing of our grievances. Yeah, new idea here from Scott. Yeah. And whether you're celebrating a holiday or not, how do you talk to your family about the Timberwolves? You know, they're casual fans. Mm. Maybe, you know, you know. If they if your if your uncle had a joke about how bad the Timberwolves were, he's been able to use it for about fifteen years straight now. So we got some uh, talking points this year. You get to say actually, exactly. Well, actually, let your family know what's up. Uh huh. Of course. 
course, we're going to have some uh, Predict It. We're going to revisit Ooh. some predictions that we made. We're also going to have a new form of Predict It, uh, Sudden <laughs> Death Edition Predict It. That means <laughs> these predictions are going to happen before the end of the year. So these are our last minute. Ten days. Get them in before the end of the year. Your fiscal year or your calendar year end predictions right here. Uh-huh. Uh, of course, we got our Wolfies, a game, and a little bit of a sponsor ad we'll wow. read at some there point in go. it. So full episode for you this holiday weekend. That's a packed show. We are not uh, skimping on the show just because it's uh, you know a holiday or whatever. We're we're packing it in. So uh, let's jump right into week recap. Spider Man was awesome. Spider Man was a good movie. Very no good. one uh, waiting for anybody to say a bad thing about it. I don't think it's going to happen. I'm going to be waiting for a long time. Uh, 15 and 16 is the Wolves' record. They are 11th in defense, 22nd in offense for the 11th best net rating, as uh, you know, as posted by uh, Clean the Glass. So that is very positive. Two and one on the week. We'll start things out uh, with the resounding 110-92 beatdown of the of the Los Angeles Lakers on Friday night. It was a good night. That was something else. It's, it's a good night. I got great. to see Spider-Man in IMAX, and oh, then I got to come home, watch, really? cue up that replay, and watch the Timberwolves beat the pants off the Lakers in front of all of those Minnesota Lakers fans. Oh, so many. You were in the building, Neil. How was the, how, what was the temperature of the crowd like? I was really surprised how many Lakers fans were there. Not going to lie. I mean, you, I forgot, think, you forgot during the lean years. They stopped showing their face during those D-Lo years. Yeah, they're back. They're back. They're wearing the gold, and uh, they're in the house. I suppose the fact that it was a Friday night probably helped. You know, a lot more of the casuals and stuff. I saw, like, so many number six LeBron jerseys, yeah. which is like, you got your Christmas gift early this year, <laughs> Chad from Edina. You know, you got that gold uh-huh. six LeBron jersey. Your mom said, why don't you just uh, open it early? And then you're going to the game. You're going to the game with your dad yeah, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, and so yeah. uh, saw a lot, of, saw a lot of those jerseys in the crowd. And you know what? I... It does my heart good whenever we we beat the Lakers at home because we got to teach those fans, you know. It's the best. It's the best when you know they stick around and everything. And yeah, usually, you know, usually you know the Wolves, I think, have, have played better against the Lakers in the last couple of years. If you're so it's if not you're like, like, weird like to win. seventy years old and you're wearing like a Minneapolis Laker jacket, that's fine. More power to you. But if you're like twelve, like come on, man. Yeah, come just, on. Just some LeBron fans and stuff. But yeah, I love LeBron as much as the rest of us. Okay, but it's it's, it's just I was telling you know a friend of the show Jeff who's at the show at the game with me. You know, it's really the best game to win because there's so many opposing fans there. Yep. And, and you know, the, my favorite part is when it gets to that point, you know, about five minutes left in the game and it's time to head to the exits, folks. And you get to stand up and wave. Get to, you know, wave to the Lakers fans as they go to the exits because it's finally a wrap. <laughs> did, did you wear your Lakers jersey, Neil? I wore, I did not wear my Lakers, wait, my Kobe reversible. That's right. KG. It's no. the KG uh, 21 I, blue reversed into the gold Kobe 8 reversible jersey. I love that jersey. I would wear it if it was like one side was Lakers and the other side was Wolves. That'd be cool. Instead, I rocked my Wayne Ellington uh, Wolves appropriate. jersey. Very yeah. appropriate. And he was, yeah, like one, uh, he was two for eight or something like that. Not shooting the ball. The well. man with the golden arm, former <laughs> Wolf. There you go. But yeah, Wolves uh, win that one. And that was, you know, I feel like the Wolves are entering the period that the Lakers <laughs> were in at this point where, yeah, the Lakers had a lot of guys out. Uh, AD, but notably they had, I mean, AD got hurt in this game twice. On, yeah. He had two season-ending injuries. <laughs> That's what, how my friends were describing. I have a Lakers yeah. friend, Josh. Hey, Josh. Uh, we have mm-hmm. a text thread or you know, text group for NBA stuff. And he said, you know, oh, season-ending injury in the first, season-ending injury in the third. He was texting me. I got out of <laughs> Spider-Man and he had been texting me about like, oh, AD's yeah. over and the season's over, you know, all that stuff. So, but I mean, they have LeBron, and we'll talk 
about this too with maybe the Dallas series as well about in terms of well your best players were healthy but didn't really help the overall outcome yeah um but yeah it's just always fun to you know send especially you know who knows at the end of this year uh, who where the standings are going to be like and Might need that. having the tiebreaker over some western conference teams will help and so i think this is the second time this was the second time we beat the lakers yeah. this year so we got the tiebreaker there and then uh you know dallas we played twice and we ended up splitting those games yeah split the games with dallas sunday and tuesday Wolves win at home 111-105 and lose on the road in Dallas 102-114 on Tuesday. So yeah, splitting them and that's that's what we've seen for the for these uh, you know these little series situations here. It's like the vast majority of them across the league are just like splits. You know, it's, it's really like, hard not to do a split. You know, we've seen. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, I think the Clippers beat us twice in a row, maybe. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, they, they took they care of business. Happen, but, they have our number. Uh, I mean, let's talk about it. Uh, should we just talk about them kind of generally yeah, here in combo? Yeah. Because on Dallas, uh, you know, they were missing seven players on Sunday, I believe, including their best player, Luca, was out with an ankle, not COVID, yet. Now yep. he has it. Now mm-hmm. he's in the pro- He has entered the protocol. He's entered. He's entered. Uh, but they had Tim Hardaway. They had Chris Stapps for most of the game. Chris Stapps got injured, and Chris Stapps was playing great. I mean, I'm sure Anthony Edwards yeah. missing his first NBA game. Oh, no, that's that was the right. Lakers. Oh, that was Lakers was game. his first NBA game okay, he's yep. missed in his career. Yep. Um, but, you know, we were missing an Anthony Edwards, but he might have been happy because he said, you know, that's the guy you got to watch out for is Kristaps. He's like, yeah, that's a tough Rudy. defender. You know, not Rudy. <laughs> Kristaps is who you got. He's got that Wayne span. I understand. He's huge. He's you know, like seven, I, saw, three. I saw an NBA, you know, NBA Reddit is where the dumbest people are. And <laughs> I, I had an angry post that I responded to someone because everyone oh. was just like, they, they were hopping on that quote being like, well, he's such a dumb kid. You know, he doesn't know yet. He doesn't uh, understand Rudy's a better defender. And I'm like, this kid has actually played these people in NBA games and he understands like he has this firsthand experience that us uh, behind our keyboards are like, he doesn't know that this player is better because of the advanced stats. Yeah, yeah. Anthony Edwards knows what it's like to run into both of those guys at the rim. And he and chose Chris Stops. Yep. And also it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, uh, Chris Stops had a game where he was blocking Anthony Edwards left or right. Whereas, and I posted a link to, uh, one of those jazz games we won last year where the, the play, the out of timeout play at the last second, mm. uh, D just curled in Rudy, went the wrong way and it was a wide open layup for Rudy or for D'Lo and everyone was saying oh this is your defensive player of the year Rudy just you know completely blowing this like crucial late game play and I was like maybe this is why he thought Rudy Gobert isn't as good anyways that's my tangent well (laughs) it's like yeah Rudy is the you know better defensive player overall but yeah to your point like if Edwards thinks that that's it's not like uh Chris Stapps is some minus. He's like a very good shot blocker. Yeah, We're talking exactly. about two shot blockers. That's right, all. Exactly. You know, so it's okay. Uh, <laughs> I'll trust the opinion of the guy who's played the games. Exactly. <laughs> this guy's tried to dunk over both of them. But so. Uh, so it was it was nice to get the win. It's the one you want to get um, with the team, the other team missing so many players, which is why it was so disappointing on Tuesday. Obviously, we were down a few more people. We had Vando out on uh, Tuesday. We had Pat Bev out on Tuesday. We had Josh Okogie out on Tuesday. So there goes most of our defensive identity right mm-hmm. there. But yet, uh, picking picking nits with Benz, who is trying to say like, oh, it's very comparable. They're missing three starters. We're missing three starters. And it's like, you have the best two (laughs) players on the court. Your best two players, arguably, because, you know, who knows if D'Lo is the second best player on the team. But I think arguably, your two stars, your big max contract guys, you had both of them. And Dallas didn't have Kristaps, Tim Hardaway. They didn't have Luka. They didn't have like Like, anyone. Brunson played really well, but he's not like, you know, you wouldn't go into that game saying he's so much better than Russell. I mean, some teams might want him more than Russell like fit wise but 
you know, yeah, both contract wise. Wolves had yeah. Wolves had the you know, yeah, the best two players on the floor. They but definitely should have won that game. <laughs> Brunson is uh firmly in the uh Dylan Brooks so camp good. of off brand player who just kills the wolves. Like if I were to I just on if I were to right if you were to ask me like what he averages for a season, my guesses would be way off. <laughs> because when I see him, he just roasts the wolves. I'm like, this guy's so great. Why aren't yeah. more people talking about Dylan Brooks or Jalen Brunson? And then you see them in other games and you're like, Oh, it's just a Timberwolves thing for you, isn't it? Uh yeah, yeah. Brunson, he's uh, you know he's really coming on. He had a really good year last year. You know he's going to get paid. He's a free agent this offseason. That's going to be a that's not a troublesome thing for the Mavs. They can't really pay him, so I don't know. That might be tough. They're going to have to give him a big number, and I uh, wonder what that will be this offseason. Maybe they can get off Tim Hardaway's contract. We'll yeah, see. yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, Wolves lose on Tuesday. Pretty disappointing game, but also. Um, as I tweeted before the game, very just like unrepresentative, for, really for either team. I mean, uh, we'll get to it here in full court press in a few moments, but just you know, so it's really just a matter of it's just a toss up. It has to be before the game, uh, really for either team, because it's like you know, even for the for Dallas, you know, who on paper had the worst team that night. I don't know. I think there's so much more variance in these games because of the replacement players, yeah. the G League guys, just the uncertainty of the guys have that they have. So it's like, you know, maybe this is the case in a normal NBA game, but it's just like it can just take one guy getting hot, and that's going to be like the difference in the game. Or it's whatever. hard to game plan against guys who aren't in the scouting report. I exactly. get that, and especially with a lot of these guys, sometimes you know this is their last chance at NBA. You know, stint on an NBA roster, they're going to play hard. Oh yeah, I feel like we didn't come in. We did not come in playing hard. We did not. I felt like. Like we came in with the attitude that oh this is a bunch of scrubs we're gonna roll to victory here because it did not look like our best effort but I will say some of it might be rolled too like I think that we just didn't realize that with Vando out somebody else has to grab offensive boards because we just got killed on the offensive glass and as yeah. uh you know Owl. And, and as Ben's and Jim Pete were saying, they pointed out the Mavs are the best in the league at not turning the ball over. Mm. We make all of our points off second chance points and turnovers. So if we're not getting turnovers and we're not getting second chance points, it's like all of a sudden it looks like the offense yeah. on Tuesday. So St- starting the hole there, kicking the pants for sure. Hard game, but uh, Mama said there'd be games like this. Yep, that's gonna that's how it's gonna Probably go. Probably gonna be uglier tonight in Salt Lake. So <laughs> yeah, look out for that. Well, uh, Scott, let's uh, talk more COVID. Here's the tip. It's depressing, but we got to get to it just a little bit, and then we'll get to more fun holiday type things. Um, so yeah, Wolves, uh, like the entire league, have uh, many players who have entered the protocols. And uh, yeah, this is something that's just sweeping through the entire league right now. And yeah, as you mentioned uh, earlier, Scott, uh, news right before we started recording that Carl Towns now has entered along with McKinley Wright. So, uh, you know. That stinks. More, that, that stinks. Well, that you're getting your luck. You're like, McKinley Wright, you're playing in Iowa, waiting for your chance. Everyone gets sick on the NBA roster. You're like, this is my time. No, sorry, bud. Yeah, yeah. So things are ramping up. And, um, yeah, this is really tough for the league. All sports, all the culture is really dealing with this, right? We're all faced with this rapidly spreading Omicron variant, and uh, especially for sports leagues, uh, you know, who are not wearing masks and, you know, most of these players are vaccinated and boosted, but, uh, you know, you get enough close proximity without a mask, it's going to get you anyway. And uh, the good news is, though, the Omicron seems to be, you know, less, uh, especially if you're vaccinated and boosted, uh, you know, less, you might not have symptoms. You'd be asymptomatic and uh, you're positive, but you're not like feeling that bad. That seems to be the most sort of common thing here. You're hearing a lot about, you know, players without symptoms. And so uh, John Krasinski tweeted right before we started recording, Cat is asymptomatic right now too. So that's very good to hear. 
year. And the league, uh, as of today as well, is switching to a different kind of method for dealing with asymptomatic players, kind of helping them get back on the court sooner um, if they don't have symptoms. So that will be good. you know. So hopefully uh, instead of 10 days after uh, uh, quarantine or whatever, it can be more like six, I guess. I'm not really sure of all the ins and outs, but yeah. it's, it's, it's very complicated because it's all based on if you're vaccinated in the first place. And yeah, if you're uh, um, showing symptoms or whatever and how long it's been. So there's a lot that goes into this, but I'm really hopeful that this is something that will take the league by storm for like three weeks and then just be gone, you know, uh, and for a larger culture as let's well, hope. that it's not let's something hope. that, but just due to what we've seen of how it affects people, it's not, you know, unless you're unvaccinated, it's not sending people to the hospital in droves and that kind of stuff. So uh, for us and for the league and for all sports, we just hope that this is sort of a quick blip. And the problem is around the holidays where people are meeting up and, you know, it might actually get, get a little more worse, worse here worse in the next few better. weeks. But again, hopefully it's not something that lingers on through the rest of this, this NBA season. That'd be really hard. But, uh, yeah, that's, well, you know, maybe this variant doesn't. And then we get a new variant after right. the All-Star game, you know, yep, whatever the new one is, they're just going to keep coming at us. But, uh, so, yeah, yeah, it's tough. I think, uh, you know. I haven't done a lot of reading on what the league has been doing right or wrong. It seems like some of the players it's in the league so hard kind do. of feel like there's a conspiracy that the NBA is just trying to make the Christmas Day games happen and then they'll shut things down or, mm. you know, tighten up. But like I heard Austin Rivers on podcast saying like he's playing against players and he doesn't know if they have it or not. He's like the yeah. testing has been so bad in the way we've yeah, been because they're testing so less than they were last yeah. year. But so, now they're starting to change a little bit, but they're right. still not going to test guys every day or on game days and stuff. I mean, it's. You know, it's hard because a lot of this is, yeah, quality of life stuff. And it's like, yeah, last season, every game day, players had to wake up at six in the morning to get tested and yep. all the stuff. And sure, that is what that is what needed to be done. That's worth it. But that is the kind of push and pull we're talking about here with these guys not wanting to do that all the time and disrupt their lives in that kind of way and, um, you know, be away from their families potentially and all this stuff. So it's extremely complicated. But the NBA is going through it right now, Scott. Uh, Anthony Edwards, uh, Jack Borman, friend of the show, Canis Hoopas' own Jack Borman tweeted earlier today about you know sort of when the 10 day marks are coming up for um you know the players uh you know other than towns and mckinley right who are announced today anthony edwards his 10 day is up on uh, monday uh, along with prince uh Tayshaun, uh, i always say Tayshaun prince not Tayshaun prince torian both t's so but like how does it work didn't they just change it so it's not 10 days anymore so i think it might be though like I, yeah, I wonder if that means if this if this, like if Ant's already had six days and he doesn't have any symptoms. Yeah, or maybe tests, he could you know, come right back could come because back. this was tweeted because even right now as we speak, I believe that the new rules haven't been like ratified yet. You know, yeah. so it's like this is what they expect to happen. So either way, I feel like wait. So the wolves like the wolves play. They play uh, Thursday, which is right now against yep. Utah, and, and then, then they, they don't play, play on again. Monday. I they don't think play they play again on Sunday. Monday. I think they play again on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. So you know, it depends on when they play and 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 sort of how uh, you know how this will line up. Yeah, no, they're off until they're off until Monday. So either way, Ant will miss you know this game against the Jazz, and then they're the Wolves. Thankfully, have three days off. So uh, you know they could get uh, Edwards and Prince back potentially um, for the home back to back Monday and Tuesday. A Kogi, Pepe, Vando, you know those are going to be more like middle of the week next week. So hopefully not too many um, missed games here. <laughs> I, mean, I was just thinking, uh, you know that uh, Beyonce Kanye song, "Christmas in Harlem." Oh, barely. <laughs> oh, it's good. It's, it was off the uh, you know 
the he released a bunch of tracks during the good music like okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. my yep. beautiful dark twisted yep. fantasies recording sessions he had like a dozen great songs that he just yeah. released every friday and one of them was christmas in harlem which is great for your christmas playlist it's mostly beyonce you know and great <laughs> tune but i was just thinking christmas in quarantine yeah yeah exactly <laughs> that's, uh, that's these tough. guys i'm like yes yeah, three days off they can celebrate with their families unless they're in quarantine yeah it's isolating. well and my last thought here though is guy i think this is just going to be every player in the league like yeah if if a player on your team like oh it's like oh man towns got it it sucks but it's like at this point if you're in the nba you got to think i'm getting it like Which, and again it's it's not the it's not the crazy thing it was a year ago where you're going to get really sick or it's going to affect you for a long long time like it is a lesser of a, a threat right now but, but there's still you will have there to is out. unknowns about the long term oh, effects yeah. like this oh, could yeah. diminish your brain capacity in the future forever you know so like it is kind of i think irresponsible and you know it's like we said it's very complicated it goes into what the players want what the union wants what the league wants there's a lot of different you know the players people. have signed up for this they're exactly. saying this is a worthwhile risk for me um, you know, but you I mean Russell's going to get it right? Like all these go down the line. You think? You know? Yeah, and it's just it just stinks for us to be like, yeah, to be an NBA player, you just have to accept that you're going to get COVID, and hopefully there's not any long term effects that will ruin the rest of your life. Yeah, that's the risk you get for being an athlete. I don't like that. You know? Yeah, yeah, but again, it's bargained, and you know they signed up for it. You know, what I mean, it's not like oh, we were the players were forced into this by the league. It's the players and the league. They all sit down together and make a deal, and so. You know, I mean, sure, it's they don't actually all 450 players don't all put their name to the paper or whatever. Some of them are like, screw this. But Michelle Roberts is like, sorry, I don't know if it's a majority or two thirds or what it is. I was catching up on some Jesus and Mero episodes last night (laughs) and they were riffing on a chess competition clip and Jesus was like. This was what it was like when sports were gone. Remember when we were, the sports were gone <laughs> yeah. and we were just watching like and cornhole, marble, and, yeah, cornhole, yeah. and like marble racing and stuff like that. Like, <laughs> marble racing. <laughs> look it up, everyone. Marble yeah, racing. Marble racing. Yeah. So, anyways, it, there's no good answer. It stinks. Uh, hopefully, everyone listening to this is taking the proper precautions and protecting yourself and your family. And you know, in the grand scheme of things, basketball games getting canceled isn't the biggest deal in the world. He's hitting up. All right, let's have some fun. Time to get some some holiday. Some holiday topics. That's right. The poll is up. It's time for Timberwolves Festivus, the airing of grievances, everybody. Oh, okay, Scott. Why don't you give us a It's a good background. season, we should say. You know, more so than most seasons, we don't have a lot to complain about. Because look, Timberwolves, 11th best rating in the league Whoa. at Christmas, huh? That Would is have thought. incredible, yeah, especially and this last, late. last season, we had even played a game before Christmas. Remember, the NBA started on Christmas Day last year, so... Weird to think about. Weird yeah. to think about. But we do have some complaints because there's always something you can complain about. All right, Scott, but what is Festivus? What is the airing of grievances? Give folks who might not know, what's, I the, guess, what's the background here? I guess, like, yeah, I mean, Zach Lowe always gets made fun of his <laughs> for his Seinfeld references, and I assume our listening audience is maybe a little bit older, but probably not that much older than the Low yeah. Post audience. So, yeah, Seinfeld, great show, if you haven't watched it i hadn't seen i'd seen like episodes in syndication because like when i was growing up like that was a show that was always in syndication you know yeah and um so i had seen a handful of episodes but at the beginning of quarantine which is now like two years ago uh meg and i sat down and we binged them all it was on wow. hulu at the time now they're on netflix and how many seasons are there I've i definitely think, not I think there's one. like 10 oh, wow. and it's really good it's hilarious you know some of the stuff is over my head just because i don't get the references but for the most part <laughs> very funny show if you like you know larry david you like curb your enthusiasm you're gonna love seinfeld obviously and so George Costanza has uh, his own holiday, Festivus, for the rest of us. And uh, <laughs> one of the things you do to celebrate Festivus is the airing of grievances. Where, okay. Or if you're like George's dad, uh, you just uh, yelling at what you don't like about people. So uh, you should check out that episode. And that's what we're going to be doing. Just All right. airing some of our
our grievances here. Grievances about the Timberwolves. We got to get them out right now. And uh, like Scott said, it's you know it's kind of an interesting year to choose to do this because pretty much every single other year we've been doing this podcast, there's been way more grievances yeah. to be had. But uh, of course, um, no team is perfect, especially not uh, the Timberwolves. So there are um, grievances for, for that we have with players and uh, with the organization in general. So we're going to rip through some of these here. And uh, we got to start with, uh, for me, my number one is uh, Anthony Edwards' shot selection. Scott, uh, still a problem. Not enough threes. Still <laughs> more, need more off the dribble threes, please. No, we need We need, uh, you know, I think he's doing a pretty good job. I forget. I think it was on Dane's show, but, you know, kind of saying that his mix of, you know, drives and, um, you know, jumpers is, is, is kind of unchanged from last year, about 50, 50. Um, but it just seems like, you know, again, there's still a shot selection problem with him. There's still a lot of, uh, step back threes, a lot of off the bounce shots. You know, he's really, really no long twos, which never really was a problem with him. You know, again, it's not some Wigan situation where he was actively stepping into those. But you would just like to see a little more. For me, it's it's just a little more uh, patience, right? I feel like he needs to move the ball a little bit more. And um, you know, I think he just is. He, again, we know he's very, uh, uh, you know, he's a very proud individual. He's a very confident uh, player, and so you know, he thinks. Don't gonna, don't tell him he's settling for a three. No, don't say he's settling. No, no, no. he'll he, take. A, he's he, got his man beat. Yeah, he, that's he's right. He's about to rise. He's up not and settling for him. Down. Those are the shots he wants. Yeah. So I just think that that I think that will come with maturity, but. But, uh, yeah, uh, you know, Anthony Edwards, uh, have a little grievance with you here on this Festivus that uh, your shot selection is a little whack. Anthony, he's the best baseball player, football player, skier, curler, walker, runner. Not lacking for confidence at all. Not at all. That's so, just the uh, thing is it's like, it's like, and, you know, let's run a little bit of offense. You'll get the ball back and you can <laughs> chuck up a three towards the end of the shot clock. But he's, he's such by feel. When he feels it, he's got to take it, you know. It's got to go up. Shooting by feel. But. I hear that. Um, I'll just do mine briefly, Neil, because I, I'm on here all the time complaining about Sinclair slash the Valley Sports uh, Network, oh, the debacle. Still going on. Can't find it. Can't watch it. Their app worse. is buggy. You yeah, can't, can't fast forward or rewind or pause it during games. So if you have to go to the bathroom during a replay, got to hold it until halftime pretty much because you, you can't pause it. You can back out of the game, but then it will restart and you can't fast forward back to the spot you were in. So <sighs> can't pause it. So it's just uh, terrible. I will say, I didn't say this about the Lakers game. Did you hear about the conspiracy? No. The, the I mean. YouTube TV. But, okay. Uh, midnight dropped the Wolves game. All of a sudden, the Wolves pull oh, yeah, ahead of the this. Lakers. Wolves are beating the, you know, the nationally <laughs> beloved Lakers. And it's like, cut the feeds. Cut the feeds. We can't let the national audience see this. YouTube was uh, YouTube TV. Uh, ESPN had a had an impasse with Disney and yep. all their channels uh, for about like two days. Yeah, they got it fixed on Monday. I think it was back. So. Yeah, apparently they cut weekend. it out right in the middle of the ESPN Lakers Which, Wolves game. Yeah, I wasn't watching on YouTube TV, so whatever, <laughs> it's fine. I was at Spider Man, but yeah, I just think that was funny. But, but and that is it. Just yeah, another ridiculous, you know, just sort of side effect of this whole thing, and and the fact that you know Bally Sports isn't available on YouTube TV. So yeah, you had if you have YouTube TV, that's the way you're watching the old game, but they pulled it on you. Yeah, especially if you like went to a sports Ugh. bar or something. I feel for people who are like, I don't get these channels, so I have to go to a bar to watch these games and then have it the pug be pulled. Ugh. Still the worst. That is a big grievance for both of us is this crazy thing. And that's not even a wolf thing. That's I remember <laughs> when it, I remember when it used to be easy to watch your favorite sports teams. It's like, it's like they wanted you to for a while there, but now they're like, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> you gotta prove it. We don't want that. Yeah. Um another, you know, 
I think another thing we have to touch on here as far as, uh, you know, we talked about Anthony Edwards' shot selection, but how about just more shots for Carl Towns? I don't know who's to blame here. Is it everybody? Um, Everyone's ev- everyone. It's like it's collective failure on the organization here to have Carl like shooting 15 times a game instead of like 20 or 25. I, mean, I still think the bulk of the blame for me goes on Carl. You know, at, at this I'm point, too. We're, you could lead a horse to water, but you can't make a drink because there are plenty of opportunities every quarter that we see Carl pass up because it's not the ideal shot. That's how, he, you know, he's the only player in the league right now scoring more than 20 points a game off 50% uh, from the field, 40% from three. You know, so that's a pretty good spot to be in. But, you know, I think that maybe if you shot 39% from three, but you took five more a game, that would be better for the team than you, you know, staying above 40%. But, uh, uh, taking fewer shots, you know, he's he's selective. He takes good shots, and that can be a problem, though, because he's our best player. So maybe you know, lower the shot quality a little bit just to give us more. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's what you want to see. And I, I wonder if that's a thing with him. I wonder because I mean, he literally said it, you know, about the you know best shooting big man, you know, percentages and stuff like that. Like I wonder. I guess we've never really talked about like how much like cat like you know chases stats or cares about stats. You know these days he talks a big game about oh, I'm not caring about any of that. It's all about wins and losses now. But I wonder if that is part of his aversion to you know maybe taking more shots. I th- it's, if I had to guess, it's probably just uh, he just doesn't think like that. He just thinks oh I need to make the right basketball play and, and not force this shot. But on, I think for the on, most part you're right. I think for the most yeah. part he is just trying to make the right play. If he doesn't have a great look, he'll he'll keep moving the ball. Yeah, but we have teammates. seen him at the end of a shot clock throw some grenades at Pat Beverly this season, where it's just like Cat, you 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 basically turned this into a turnover because you refused to take a shot at the end of a shot clock. And those are the ones where I'm like, you're just trying to save your percentages, man. Best big in the league. Best big. <laughs> but Towns, uh, I feel like it, players of his ilk, and it, it's a little more complicated. I always bring up the center thing and how it's hard to get him the ball and that stuff. But the if you're a top 20 guy, Carl, which most most of us would say you are, this is what this is what the top guys do, even if they're bigs, is you have to take the tough shots. I mean, you look at, again, going back to Anthony Edwards, that guy takes a lot of tough shots. Mm-hmm. And that can be tough. I mean, that can be hard on your team if they're not going in. But sometimes someone has to take those. And I think that onus falls on your best player, your best shooter, and that's Towns. So I feel like it's sort of his duty to put up some more bad shots every now and then. Because like you said, the alternative is sometimes throwing that grenade or yeah. whatever, or throwing the turnover. Right. It's like chuck it at the rim if you have to. Like a bad I, shot is always better than a turnover, especially from our best shooter. Right? You know what I mean? It's like that's going to go in thirty percent of the time. So okay, we'll take it. Sure, it's not a good shot. So that is complicated. But take, take a bad shot and let J- Jared Vanderbilt take care of the rest, my friend. You know? Yeah. Let V eight get that get that board back. There you and, go. You know, it's it's you got him out there. He's hunting for those offensive rebounds. Just shoot it. If Towns is going to have all this confidence in you know him being this best shooter, he's got to take more shots, whether they're they're good shots or not. So. Uh, we'd like to see some more of that. So we had to, we had to bring that up today on Festivus. Um, my next one is just a quick one. I'll keep it quick because I've complained about it on the pod. The Target Center is still a pretty poor experience just from <laughs> really easy layups, like low-hanging fruit. I get there are some limitations with just the, the foundation of what you have to be working with, but there's no reason when I'm in the concourse, which you can't see the court because it's an old building. It's not like one of those modern arenas where yeah. you can see the floor as you walk around the concourse. Yeah. And you can't do it because of the Target Center. So at the very least, put some TV screens in the concourse. There's no reason so why few. I should be stuck in a line because your app isn't working and it's hard to order. And then the third quarter starts and I can't watch what's going on because there's no TVs in the concourse. They're low investment 
Everyone knows TVs are super cheap these days. Like, come on, Tim Rolls. This is like one of those really, really low investment opportunities that would greatly improve everyone's game day experience. So I just don't get why you don't do the easy stuff. TCL is one of their biggest sponsors. Right? They give away a TV every night on the court. Like, oh, my God. You're so right. Oh, <laughs> like, Come on. We should write TCL. Come on, man. Yeah, this is an opportunity. You can have your TVs all over the Target Center. Yeah, your sponsor, I think, oh, would like that. It's such no-brainer stuff. I don't Get that going. Like, I, I know, like, sometimes... We we get a little pie in the sky and we ask for stuff that they yes, can't give us. But this is this is easy. This Come is on. a simple one. Yeah, I, I mean, that's because there's probably like not enough outlets in the dark center or something. Basically. Yeah, they don't have enough power in there. Yeah, they're like, we don't have shortage. a couple outlets. You know, yeah. we didn't think it was going to be a big deal when we built this place. We only got the two prong outlets. Sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. My next one uh, in, a, in a similar thing, I guess, is uh, lack of availability for the city edition jerseys. Now, Neil, is this your way of telling me you didn't get me a city edition jersey for I, Christmas? I did not. I couldn't, couldn't get one. Um, now, here's Here's the thing. Uh, this is a problem, I think, because, uh, you know, and again, Jeff was complaining to me about this because, you know, he, you know, he really wanted to get one of those jerseys. But and they're wearing them on the court every Friday night. They're wearing them. They're pumping up all the stuff. They're showing you all the images and all this. But no, you can't buy one. They're sold out. And this was a problem, you know, with the link season, too, with their um you know, sort of city edition type jerseys too. They get a little bit of a pass. It's a new thing for them. WNBA has so many um, uh, merchandise issues that it's kind of par for the course. But I don't get how this can happen to a professional basketball team um, in the NBA. And, um, you know, it's been an issue. It's like when you, if the players are going to be wearing them, you got to have them on the shelves. Like, I don't know. Um, the good news is uh, about a week ago, I stopped in the team store on my way out of Target Center and asked them when they were going to be back in. They're saying January. So uh, someone, a very knowledgeable uh, manager type person told me that they're expecting more in January. They're going to have the shorts in, which I'm really excited about. I really want to mm, buy the shorts. shorts are good. And they're also going to have the ability for you to customize and put your name, any name on them too. So, uh, you know, it, you know, supply is coming, and this could be tied into some of the larger supply chain issues around the globe or whatever. But just disappointing that you know, especially when you know they're they're very well received this year and people are liking them. To not have them in stock is is really a problem. So get on that, you guys. Let's fix that. All right, I'll keep my last grievance short and sweet, Neil. Uh, I see a lot of people online being like, you know what this team really needs? Someone off the bench who could get buckets and get an oh, offense. Yeah, shooter maybe. And everyone's like talking about like maybe Jalen could be that guy. And it's not, it's all because we have that guy. But uh, all I'll say about Malik Beasley so far this season. It's never good when you know you miss shots. Take it from Andrew himself. Right. Got to make some shots, please. <laughs> Come on, bees. Get Hopefully. back on. I there. mean, he's showing some sparks of life, but we like how great would that be if we could just have Beasley scoring, you know, like five three pointers a game? Come on. Well, and the season has been going for two months now. We can't. We we have to drop the. He's out of shape. Yeah. Like I feel like that excuse works. Uh, for I say him dunk. He's in shape. Yeah, you know? yeah. Sure. He had to slow start because of that, but now the excuses have left the room. Let's go. Um, all right. Well, that that's. Uh, I feel like that's a good chunk of uh, you know uh, grievances there, Scott. I hope. Uh, I hope uh, there's not too many more there for you all out there in uh, Wolves Nation fandom land. But uh, well, let us know if you have any more to, to grie- grievance with us. We're not leaving the family gathering quite He's yet. He's on fire! That's oh. right. How to talk to your family about the Minnesota Timberwolves. Wow. Yeah, Scott, the team is more relevant than they have uh, been. You know, obviously the Jimmy Butler year was good. Uh, I guess we might have talked about this a little bit in previous seasons when the Wolves had a Christmas Day game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that was maybe, you know, this kind of idea was maybe something you bring up then because, hey, it's right on your TV while you're hanging out with the family or whatever. But We get what it's like, though. You know, maybe you're opening that gift of your brand new City Edition jersey, Ooh. the Remix jersey. Oh, somehow you got Aunt, one in October. Wow. 
and it's so great. But the person who gave it to you has to make a sly comment. Oh, I don't know who that terrible is. Terrible team, huh? Still, <laughs> yeah. still cheering for them, huh? That's right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you know, we want to um, help you with some ideas of you know talking points um, that you can bring up uh, this year at your holiday gathering with your family. You know, we're expecting that you are the Timberwolves expert, um, and nobody else basically knows anything about the team because they're all uh, Vikings fans or Wild fans or whatever. First, so um, so where do we start, Scott? I think uh, I think it's just the fact that the team is is good, right? <laughs> Plain and simple. I yeah. feel like that is. That is um, the the main thing to start with because it's never the case, right? Yeah, well, you can bring up, oh, we just beat the Lakers. Huh? Oh. And, and if you look at our records, actually, uh, you know, we're around that 500 mark, which puts us right in the heat of the playoff race with everyone. You the know, season ended today. Almost like that all kind those of teams talk. are, yeah, yeah, bunched up there. But I would say, you know, because that, that's, you know, just how the season's going. I would say, you know, we got the 11th best rating in the league in terms of just, net rating, you don't right? have to go into net rating. You don't no. have to explain it all, but just say, like, by the stats, we're, we're the 11th best team in the league. Uh, yeah, exactly. And so I think that is just like, you know, you got to kind of emphasize that this isn't the losing team that we're always, you know, a lot of, a lot of years we're kind of out of it by Christmas. Oh, yeah. Kind of know what's the kind of season we're in for for the rest of the year, but not this year. So I think that just saying this, we've had a different kind of success. I I could probably look up the stat, I'm sure. Uh, they'll probably say it on the broadcast, if not, of just like how long it's been since the Timberwolves were at 500 at Christmas time right. or something yes. like that. You know, I mean, it probably was the Jimmy Butler year. So yeah, a couple yeah. years, but still. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just think that uh, you can look at their success, just point out what they've been doing so far, and maybe even say this isn't the team you normally see, which is all offense, no defense. You know, just a bunch of flash in the pan guys who are trying to get their own numbers, yeah. but not committing to the things you need to do to win games. No longer, my friend. Maybe uh, you know, bring up Pat- Patrick Beverly on the team. Yeah. That's someone that a casual NBA fan might know because they only tune in during the playoffs. And there's Pat Bev in the playoffs every year, being a scourge, you know, on defense. Yeah, or just like, oh, you watch this guy. He he plays so hard, you know. Oh, yeah. I feel like that's like a casual fan, you know, thing to like. You know, it's like this guy busts his ass out here. Call, uh, call uh, V eight. Tell tell him that he's the new Dennis Rodman. Tell, <laughs> tell your family that because they might not know who Dennis Rod- or who right. Vanderbilt is, but they'll probably know Dennis Rodman. Yeah, a player comps for his player historical comps always go over well to maybe a lapsed fan or you know a parent maybe who used yeah. to watch in the eighties and nineties, but not so much anymore. Yeah, if uh, if you have that, you know, a casual fan usually has that kind of opinion that oh all these NBA players are entitled you know I watch college hoops because those guys bust their butts you know and hustle you can say well just watch some of those maybe guys. even have a replay pulled up on your phone you can go to <laughs> it shows them just a, a single play by V8 where he gets three or four stops you know he, he's just rotating around on defense from like okay I checked your defender now I'm out here by the three now I'm going to get the rebound and now I'm, now you I'm know, diving like, out of bounds oh yeah. it's great it's just so much fun to watch and yeah I, I would say that you know this team night for night is always more fun to watch on defense than they are to watch an offense, which is something I haven't been able to say about the Wolves. Yeah, yeah. since KG. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, defense is being played, and I think I think like most years, maybe your family asks about the Wolves, and you know, you kind of have to talk about uh, you know the hope and the you know the look at these young players and stuff. And sure, the Wolves are still a plenty young team, but I think that's just the main difference now is you will be able to not just talk about the future and what uh, might happen, but you can just say, no, it's right now they are winning basketball games. You know, they are right around 500 right now. So I think that's like the main thing is that it is no longer necessarily this forward looking maybe situation. It's, hey, at least for this season, the team is uh, is winning games. So um, that's that's the main place you got to start. Maybe so. you have a family member who is just mm. 
been around the block too many times. As I know, Carl Anthony Towns isn't a winner. Oh. D'Angelo Russell, these aren't winners. You can't win with these guys. They're, they're at best, they're going to be second or third best player on a championship team. And then you say, well, good thing we have a third player. There is another. There quote, is another. There <laughs> is another. There is That's another. right. Anthony. I mean, yeah, Anthony Edwards is more of the type of player, like I'm saying, that you would bring up as like a future guy. Oh, watch this guy rise. And that's all we have to watch this year. But this year it's, uh, you know, it's baked in with the, you know, the current, you know, some current top guys. So I like that, too, that, you know, you have this combination of like, you know, guys in their prime, um, you know, maybe just sub all star guys in their prime. And then Ant Edwards, you know, number one overall pick. I bet I'd be A1 from day one. He's got a different attitude, everyone. That's a good point, too. Like, you can, I feel like that is the, you know, like we're saying with the hustle and with, like, the Vando highlights, maybe have uh, Anthony Edwards' interview clips pulled up, you know, potentially. Because that, especially if you're trying to, you know, maybe get a family member on board with this year's team or to join you at a game, I feel like the 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 personality of young Ant is what most people, you know, like, uh, you know, as, as much as his game on the court. And because the stereotypical straw man of a casual fan we're painting likes the Vikings, oh, as, yeah. as all casual fans of sports in Minnesota do. Yep. It's a football state. Anyways, yep. uh, just, I would say this is the most exciting Young player in Minnesota since Randy Moss. Ooh. To say that. I mean, I know Cat had a great Could rookie be. season, but he didn't excite. He didn't have the A1 from day one, the kind of energy that I got to watch every interview because what is this going to say? The, the kind of positivity that he exudes. So maybe making that comp, like we said, making comps, maybe a yeah. comp to Randy Moss will let people know just how special Anthony Edwards is. And I think the last thing we need to talk about here, this Scott, is the big one. Is, uh, this, is what, this is what your uncle, and I keep saying uncle because we got a couple uncles, Neil, who'll troll that's us. That's right. Yeah. Very trolly kind of uncles. Well, and you got some uncles who might even live in Mankato, you know what I mean? Oh, on Meg's side yeah, of the family, that's right. you know? So they would know this even but more. But they always, they, the thing they get, the, you know, they know the weak point of any Tim Rolls fan. <laughs> why would I, why are you buying their merchandise so you can get it half off when they move the team? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, all the move the team stuff, all the sell the team stuff. And, and now this year you can tell them, hey, guess what? Glenn Taylor is, you know, on his way to selling the team. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. It's not happened quite yet. It's kind of complicated. There's a sort of handing off of power, passing the baton type of situation they have right now. But that's another thing to point to. It's it's big news, especially yeah, locally with Glenn Taylor and, and all that stuff. Um, you know, and, and then and then obviously you have the, you know, the sort of celebrity angle of, of Alex Rodriguez uh, being yeah. one of the people. So I think like, again, in the vein of, okay, casual, you know, sports fans, they definitely definitely know that A-Rod is in the market and is now, you know, going to be a part of this team. It's like, this when is that going to happen? How is it going to happen? You can you can explain all that to him. This one's a little tough because I feel like any kind of answer that is going to argue against the fact that the team will move requires some nuance, which is really not what this segment is about. Ooh. Not about nuance no. and being like, no. if you, I think this the NBA would rather rush. expand than to move teams and, you know, like stuff like that. But yeah. I will say one casual thing you should point out because this is the casual, you know, line is always like, oh, he's going to move it to Seattle. Remember A-Rod, Seattle? There's a connection there, Seattle. <laughs> A Rod, uh, let's go see how Mariners fans feel about A Rod. Everyone, remember they did not part on good terms, so I don't think there's any love lost between the city of right. Seattle and Alex Rodriguez. There's the baseball. He played angle. there once, so he's yeah. going to be. He's got to bring him there. It's going to happen. No, nope. drafted there, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, just reminder that he had he, no choice. He yeah, he ditched those guys and got the he got the money real quick. So uh, Took the bag. I wouldn't necessarily say that as a good evidence. So maybe you could argue against that a little bit. That's right. Well, yeah. There you go. Hopefully, um, you know. Hopefully you uh, can navigate the waters of, you know, talking to your family about uh, this very different kind of Timberwolf season uh, at your holiday gathering. 
this year. Um, but yeah, we're going to keep this show going, and uh, we have uh, some predictions we'd like to get to. But first, we have a very special sponsor. Christmas is a time for cheer, except this season when COVID is near. Oh no, Mrs. Claus, there's been an outbreak in the workshop. The North Pole will need to self-isolate and quarantine. With the North Pole entering the health and safety protocols, who will step up and save Christmas? Hello, Adam Silver, can you help save Christmas? I have just the guys for the job. First, they saved basketball. And now, this holiday season, the NBA replacement players are here to deck the halls and dunk the balls. Hey, Joe Johnson, shoot this gift through the chimney. Nothing but net. Just when you thought the COVID Grinch would steal Christmas, Brandon Knight, Marquise Chris, and Isaiah Thomas are here to steal it back. Yo, IT, what are you doing with all this reindeer? I'm backing up Santa's sleigh! This year, Santa Claus is coming to town with some of the best replacement level talent around. Can these washed up ex-athletes save the day? Or will Christmas end like their careers in dismay? Coming to theaters and NBA League Pass this holiday season, Starring Adam Silver, Joe Johnson, and Shaquille O'Neal as Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer in Chris Kringle's Courtside COVID Christmas Quarantine. Thank you to Chris Kringle's Courtside COVID Christmas Quarantine for their support of Wolf's Cast. Up next, let's predict it. We'll predict it. All right, we got a new edition of Predicted this time around. Scott came up with this today, and um, I like Predicted, but sometimes yeah. this is, uh, you know, we all understand what our attention spans are like in this today's culture, you know, and yeah. it's here today, gone tomorrow. So sometimes these predictions, we make them, and then we come back several months later, and I forgot. There's too, much, there's too much patience required. Right, exactly. Here. So uh, we will catch you up just on the predictions we had because that's what we do. But just to keep things interesting, you know, to make things lively, maybe you can keep track of them. We're going to make predictions that will come to pass before the end of this calendar year. Well, there you go. And we actually, you know, did that a little bit uh, earlier in the season, about two months ago. Um, that's but true. It's kind of a different thing. You know, we did. We, we had did, months. In, uh, we had months. Now. Yeah, they are predictions for the end of this year. But uh you know, again, we had a long time for that. So um, we had we had those. We did uh, we did some for yeah for the end of this year, and then we did some that will go for the whole season. So we can update you on those, Scott. Uh, we already kind of adjudicated this one Ooh, because it was the quickest uh, prediction that's ever failed in the history right of the away. show. It was like a day after. It was maybe the day the podcast came out. Yeah. Well, what happened? I, I said, you know what, Carl Anthony Towns is showing us some maturity. I'm, I'm going to predict. That he's going to be able to conquer his demons and not foul out of a single game in 2021. Oh my God! He fouled out the very next game. So <laughs> enough about that. I mean, I think it's funny. Has he since? Uh, Maybe not. I think he's been out. Well. I think he fouled out more than once. But yeah. him and Jaden both lead the league. The the two players in the NBA who foul the most are both on the Timberwolves, Carl Anthony wow, Towns and Jaden McDaniel. So Dang. there you go. And they're flipping one and two, like every other game they're flipping who's in the first place. Incredible. So, uh, yeah, uh, either the refs have something against us or uh, we're just fouling. We're fouling. All right. I predicted that uh, Carl Towns would win NBA player of the month award here before the end of 2021. And 
He won NBA Player of the Week. Yeah. And I literally said in the episode when I was predicting it, I said, I should probably make this NBA Player of the Week because it's really hard to win Player of the Month. Now, this is probably not going to happen, but I do still have an out here, especially now that he has COVID. It's not going to happen. Not going to happen now. You're right. You know, a, a Player of the Week, that is what turns into a Player of the Month. Right. And December won't be awarded for a couple more weeks here. So it's not officially gone yet, but I can't imagine Carl Towns a win. I'm trying to think who in the West would win instead. I don't know, Jokic or something. I don't know. Um, but it's going to be somebody else for December, most likely. So I should have done Player of the Week, but I didn't. I picked Player of the Month. I, I went for. I really reached on this one, and it's gonna. It's, it's good gonna to reach, though. And you know what? Like you said, without without the him catching COVID, there was a real shot. Because you're right, you win yeah. the Player of the Week. That's basically your nomination I would for imagine Player that's of the how Month. They go. They're like, okay, who was each week? Right, and then exactly. Which one was the best of those? And I, I really think he had a shot for it, but. Uh, <sighs> Oh, well. We, who could have anticipated COVID? Well, I guess we could have. We talked to almost all preseason about it, so we'll see. It's back, yeah. But, uh, yeah, still good to see him Let's keep you up well. to date, though, on our whole season goals. I predicted two players will make 200 three-pointers. Two Timberwolves players will make 200 three-pointers each yeah. this season. Uh, so far, there are four Wolves on Four, pace. you would think, yep. are in, like, the set. The two players are in the 80s, two, and then, like, one player's in the 70s. It's probably like, Beasley Mo- in the Malik 70s. Malik is in the yeah. 70s, but the other, other three are, like, mid-80s. So, yep. so uh, I'm uh, looking good. Yeah, those. It seems like all of them will hit. If but they, once again, now you know yep. everyone's going to be missing time. So this is when uh, that's the one thing that could derail this. So yeah, but we'll just see. the volume that guys are shooting. I mean, they got made ten in a game. It was <laughs> a pretty easy. That's why I went with two. Is uh, I think it's pretty safe to say. But hey, no Timberwolves player has ever done it in team history. Wow. So that's amazing. He said a new record. Four, two, one, I mean, uh, <laughs> Ant got ten in one night. So yeah, we'll see. You let's know? go. All right, and then my whole season one that we're still uh, going to be watching all season is that uh, Edwards' uh, true shooting will be above league average, which I think will be about fifty six percent. But that's the other hard part about this is we won't really know what league average is until the end of the year. Yeah, I feel like it's got to be down a little bit just from yeah. how poor shooting was kind of a trend in the first month of. The I didn't season. really look at what it is right now, but yeah, typically it's around fifty five, fifty six, fifty seven. Especially, um, I mean, things are getting back to normal now with the points of emphasis, but. Fouls were down at the beginning of the season, yeah. and shooting was down. So maybe the league average for true shooting was down. We'll yeah, see. that would uh, that would stand to reason. But he's currently fifty four point uh, five, so he's right in that zone. So pretty close. But uh, yeah, currently not not uh, not a winning bet. But I think he'll get there. But again, he just needs to go to the line a few more times a game. That's yeah, it. and then again with that shot Shoot, selection, yeah, a couple more free throws a game, few, fewer of those step back threes. Like it's going to be one less step back three a game. This guy will average twenty points a game for the rest of his career once he starts getting to that line like that. Nothing, right. no problem. All right, so we have new predictions, and these are all predictions that we um, that will will come to fruition or not in the next uh, you know ten days or so here before the end of two thousand and twenty. Eight days, yeah, December twenty third, right now, twenty fourth by the time. Hardly any this, days so. left. Um, um, so let's get into them here. My first prediction is that Ant will score 40. Ooh. Uh, my first prediction. He's is, capable. <laughs> my pre-Towns COVID diagnosis um, prediction was that the Wolves will finish above 500 oh. um, in their next few games or, you know, for the end of the, you know. Sure. They, uh, you know, they have two against the Jazz. and <laughs> that, Celtics gonna, and Knicks. Uh, yeah, it was going to be a tough prediction because you think, you think that, you know, as we record this, tonight's loss is a, is a you know, write it in loss. So that would have been 15 and 17. You'd so they would have had to go 3-0 and next week. You would think that you would like them to 
beat but, the Knicks, but it's the second night of a back-to-back. So that that other Jazz game is New Year's Eve. I feel mm-hmm. like that's a wild card, yeah, right? But absolutely. now it seems like they well, could struggle think, to win one game. If they're next. all healthy now, maybe next week they'll all be in the protocol. So I'll <laughs> entered the protocol. Who knows? Yeah. yeah, but that was my prediction. But then I changed it to Edwards will score forty. I think he might come back. You know, Towns will probably be out. He's going to have all those shots. You know, we know he likes to get them up. So I could see Ant uh, coming back unless he's kind of out of shape or something. I don't know. Um, I think he might put up a big four zero. Okay, um, forty so, points. I think yeah. it's doable. We might need him to. Yeah, exactly. All right, what you got, Scott? Um, my prediction is Nathan Knight. Ever heard of him? Whoa, beefy guy, man. Maybe it's just because we're so small, but he looks like a monster out there on oh, the court. Just He's- another great move from Chris Finch. You know, putting in a G League guy, a two way guy into, you know, a real game where you just needed a different spark. You need a different look. And it was just like, what do I got to lose? That's right. And he's going to get some definite run now with Cat out yeah. for the foreseeable future. Yeah, good point. Yeah. I think that there's a pretty good chance Nathan Knight double double watch <laughs> sometime in the next week I before the new year. You what, know? Blocks and rebounds? Ooh, who knows? I, I'm going to go with the traditional points and rebounds okay, if yeah. I had to guess, but. I'm not even. I'm not even calling my shot. If he gets steals and assists, I, uh, that counts too. I'm just saying Nathan Knight double double happening in 2021. I love it. I, I would love to see more uh, Nathan Knight. Or you know, I like uh, and I like too how uh, Jim. I forget if it's Benz or Jim P. Have been calling him Nate. You know, I like the Nate Knight. You know, I, like, yeah. I, I wonder what he prefers. You Nate know, I guess it's a, no Nate thing. Knight rolls off the Nate tongue. Nate Knight is no. great. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, if he uh, plays more like we expect him to, maybe we'll get some more uh, interviews and some more color on that one. Maybe we'll find out. He, he likes to be called Leah, like Leandro. <laughs> Leah. Yeah. Still a surprise to me. Yeah. All right. Um, we're each going to do two more for the end of 2021 here. <laughs> I predict that uh, Jared Vandermilt will make one more three here, Scott. I believe he's Ooh. two of nine uh, or two of eight uh, on the season. You know, he's been shooting that corner. Oftentimes, it does not get rim. Uh, it's long. It's short. Not, you know, that is really probably the better bet. He will get rim on a three uh, before the end of the year. But I predict, again, that, you know, I think he will be back uh, for, you know, maybe one of those last couple games. And uh, he's going to get another shot. So I'm going to say he's going to get one to go in. Um, again, not not, a, not a percentages say no, that will not happen. But uh I like. Uh, he's already hit more this season than he ever has. And he's right? like, so, I think two of his last three or yeah, something. Exactly. So he's when on a hot streak. Like let's go. There's going to be yeah. some opportunities. There's going to be enough shots to go around. So yeah, let's uh, let's hope he can uh, cash in a corner three. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's my last one, Scott. What's your final? prediction for well, the end of know, 2021 it's not like covid is only hitting the players neil mm. you think all these guys share locker rooms they're on the bus together and they're on the planes together yeah i think it's only a matter of time before we see some coaching staff enter the health and safety I think we've already had frank vogel's already been out with that so right, i think it's exactly. already happening so that's yeah, fizdale was coaching the lakers i think the other night so i guess it's nori steps up right yeah was it nori that's what i was saying number Burleson, two nori pablo prigioni i don't know who gets Usually to step the number up. two is like designated yeah so i think it's nori is next in line but who knows who's going to catch it who's not going to catch it i'm not going to I'm not going to predict which coach will coach a game besides Finch. I'm just saying there's going to be a game where we have an interim coach before the end of the year because I think uh, I think Chris Finchie is going to need a little bit of time in the health and safety protocols. That's my guess. Yeah, like you said, it's going to hit everybody probably. If it's already got this many folks and everyone's pretty vaccinated, it's like this is going to happen. And, uh, yep, so we wish, uh, you know, <laughs> eventual good health to Chris Finch when this inevitably happens. Good one. This is that I feel like that one's going to cash for sure. But it actually, it's tough because it has to happen in the next week. That's right. right? It can't just happen. It, well, it's, it's ripping week. through the team right now, so we'll see. <laughs> we will see indeed. That is predicted. The crystal ball has been stared into, and that's what we see. We'll find out. 
um, exactly how right or wrong we were here very shortly. And we'll get back to you with the results of those. Um, because again, this is about um, patience and how we don't have any. So we assume that you're the same. All right. Next up, Weekly Wolfies. your weekly wolfie okay wolfies time to award things um scott trophies are here i'll get us going here um my weekly wolfie goes to uh you know upcoming owner co-owner of the minnesota timberwolves mark laurie i like this guy a lot we've uh, talked about him a lot i think i recommended a podcast uh, he was involved with uh, the, the How I Built This podcast with Guy Raz. Really good uh, to learn more about Mark Laurie and how he got going. Also, the Wolves Plus, obviously, is always, always very good, but really enjoyed the Mark Laurie um, uh, you know, <laughs> conversation with Marnie. Oh, that reminds me, real quick here, Ooh. tangent, speaking of Nori, did you listen to the Mike and Nori uh, Wolves Plus, Not yet. Scott? Not yet. I'm going to spoil a little something here for Go you. Go for it. That's all right. They talk about his quips, his his halftime so. interview uh, cl- quips. Apparently, it's like a game he plays with people in the organization. He said he started in Denver, and people would tell him like a phrase to get in to fit into the interview. So people, so someone said, so someone said SpongeBob, and then he had to work that into. He had to like make an analogy with SpongeBob beforehand. So he said it's just We're like playing a fun- like SpongeBob, too many holes early. <laughs> Classic. So yeah. So that's, uh, that's funny. So it's that's, uh, it's we, like Survivor had a twist this season where you had to read out uh, like a, a nonsensical phrase that challenges to see if other people had find, found idols and only once all people had oh, said uh, their nonsensical phrase. Yeah. Like, I really think butterflies are memories of dead relatives or something <laughs> random like that. So yeah. that's basically what Nori's doing. That's great to know. So yeah, <laughs> Nori, you know, I, he's back in my good graces after you hear this interview. He's really sincere. He seems like a great dude. And I like that he's kind of playing around a little bit. He's not just, he's not just you know, riffing for fun of it. He doesn't think he's, you know, hilarious dude he just likes to have fun with people in his organization and got this thing going so there you go but uh check out wolf plus mark laurie he is training to be a basketball player right now and i love it it's great he's posting every like week he'll post like a video of him like shooting layups shooting jumpers and wow i mean i remember it was i think media day when we first saw like a little video of him like shooting around like right before media day was gonna start i think he was even like wearing a suit or something like that i was like oh man this is rough like jump shot looks really bad he is taking it upon himself and he talks about this in his wolf plus interview too of being like hey if i'm gonna own an nba basketball team i want to know how to play this game i want to know more about it and it's interesting i just like this like go get him attitude of like he's not just gonna like watch video and like brush up on the history of the league or whatever no he's is going to hire a trainer and then Mark Laurie if you know anything about him, he is an athlete he was a track and field guy he actually made the U.S. national bobsled team way back in the day like this is an athlete he knows how to move and so um, you know it seems like it makes sense of being like all right if I get some skill training here this is something I could play so I just love that you know this I don't know he's like 50 55 or something like that he's you know he's learning to to shoot a basketball he's learning to shoot free throw he's learning how to dribble the ball some skill training and it's been really fun I just like 
like the idea in general of like a billionaire just like doing this, but it's also like cool how he's posting his progress as videos. So make sure you're following uh, Mark Laurie on uh, Twitter and stuff. And he's always posting, uh, yeah, his, his jump shot. It's looking better. And I just like how he's like legitimately stoked to be making jump shots and stuff like that. He's just such an interesting dude to me. And this is the latest in the saga. Um, so Mark Laurie gets uh, my weekly Wolfie for his, uh, you know, late in life basketball training. We should all be so lucky to be as old as him and not that he's some big old dude he's he's relatively young as far as nba owners go as far as billionaires go but you know i feel like you get stuck in your ways in general especially if you got all the money in the world this guy he's he's putting in the effort the sweat equity to uh learn how to shoot a ball so i dig that a lot mark laurie if you're gonna own a team you might as well have fun with it (laughs) you got you have the key to the facility yeah you shoot around whenever you want i mean sometimes it seems like you know a rod bought the team because he wants to hand around players you know (laughs) i mean he tried to buy the mets too like this guy just wanted to own a team you know whatever team ownership is important all right scott what's your weekly wolfie this week all right well mine's nice and simple saw it on twitter today neil it's too late for christmas but coming in early 2022 no cap space they make some cool tim rolls gear oh yeah i think you're familiar neil will link this in the show notes oh what do we got brand new delo design (laughs) yes the and one Sort of parody. Yeah, it says, no shame in my game. I got ice in my veins. But it's a parody of like the and one shirts where they have that silver faced mascot with no features. It's just like he basically looks like a Coles mannequin. Mannequin, Yeah. 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 And he's wearing uh, he's wearing the city edition shorts and he's pointing at his wrist a little bit like D'Lo does. But (laughs) it also kind of reminds me of like. There's a whole outlet store about like big dogs. Like if you can't run with the yeah, big dogs, yeah, get big, out of the kitchen or whatever. Big and, dog t-shirt. Yeah, it yeah. kind of reminds me of that style of shirt too. And and one was very much in that vein where it's a very early 2000s kind of aesthetic to it. But uh, Neil, I'm going to buy myself two so I can cut the sleeves off one and use it when I'm hooping. You it's know? really good. It doesn't just look like a shirt you want to hoop in. It looks perfect. I like and I like too the, um, again, we'll post the, the link, but like the player has like some of Dilo's tattoos on him too, yep. you know, so the details are there. And yeah, it's perfect. It's just like this, like really, like yeah, it's like a, it's a, you know, the and one stuff was this like late mid nineties, like kind of attitude, you know, type of stuff. You know, these slogans on your shirt. Yeah, generally for like middle schoolers to wear. I wore a ton of this kind of stuff when I was like in middle school. Oh yeah, stuff, so. oh yeah. <laughs> it's just like yeah, we got an attitude and like sort of we're talking back via our t shirts. Um, I blame is... and one for like uh, Mavs man or like the what was the Warriors <laughs> yeah, one? Mavs man, yeah, the, the Warrior. Warrior, yeah, Warriors he's had just one wearing too. like a green man costume. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like a, a buff dude wearing like you know spandex, spandex over his face, so he's yeah. just featureless. <laughs> yeah, we love that. So uh, that is really good. Yeah, no cast base does a lot of great merch, and uh, this is their latest. Looks like you said it'll be out early in, in January or whatever. It's at twenty twenty two early. All right, so I think I think it's got to be soon. Yeah, and DeAndre Russell has been playing well, and someone you want to have on your shirt these days. So it's all good. Um, but yeah, check that out. That's weekly Wolfies. We're gonna wrap up this episode of Wolf's Cast with a game. As we normally do, and uh, I have no idea what we're about to get into, Scott. Where, where are we going with this? Well, we can keep it a little shorter, a little sweeter. I know last week's game was a little long. Was it last week we did five shots? I think so. We did uh, Sinister Six. Oh, yeah, that's right. So, well, this is also shorter. <laughs> this is tying <laughs> yeah. in with the whole theme of the episode. I'm going to keep things thematic here. There's mm-hmm. a lot of replacement players coming into the league right now. All right. Some old names, some familiar names for Wolves fans as well. So, my question is, Neil, I'm going to read you a couple player names. You're going to tell me whether they have signed a 10-day contract and are back in the league or whether they are not. Oh, I've, I've, you know, I've, I'm on Twitter. I try and keep up with these, but there's no possible way to know all these Especially names. with how fast and furious they're coming out. So this, this is just like 10 today. This is just of recent 
for the for the Omicron stuff? Yep, or this that's correct. Is anybody from the league this year? No, these are people who within the last week or so okay. signed ten day contracts. All right, so this is true or false, essentially, right? <laughs> essentially, it is. Yes. <laughs> All right. All right. Now our first one. Swaggy Pete is Nick Young back oh, on the NBA. Man, I have that is a really interesting one because I'm pretty sure that he is one of those guys that went over and played in China. So maybe he would be available. Um, I have no idea. So I, I have not seen him, and I feel like that is a name that would you know bring up a lot of um, you know it wouldn't just there's certain names where it's like okay Shams tweeted it and it's just gonna go by because who cares. But then there's other guys where it's like, oh, Joe Johnson is back. Here's highlights. Here's all the stuff. Right. Like legacy guys. So I didn't really see that for Swaggy P. So I'm going to say no. Swaggy P has not been called up yet. Oh, That's correct. You're right. The Twitter <laughs> would have a field day. There would be no missing. <laughs> that would be like there'd number be no one. Him and Beasley. Those, those are like the top Especially two. with D'Lo on our roster. You know there would be some There would be some connection. Oh, there would be some heat. Yes, you're right. So, so you'd be like, he's back. Uh, but Swaggy P, I mean, the rate things are going. He might be on the Timberwolves this well, time. And that's the week, thing so. about the new rules, too, of the COVID stuff is you, every team is required to sign players for every like COVID absence they have, or I guess like one minus one. So if you have five, you have to sign four replacement players. Because it's correct, too, because it's like if you have that many – uh, Towns is coming next or whatever just like yeah. as we've seen there's going to be more and also so it's like, like get in front of it by booking up more guys than exactly. you potentially need because there was also going to be like ankles is turned and stuff like that so you just yeah. you need the players and, and your replacement. I like what Ben COVID. said during the, the away game at Dallas he mm-hmm. said there's going to be a story of someone who gets back into the league because of this and a year from now he's going to be a really good player on a good team and we're all going to be like wow he really got a second shot with COVID exactly. you know so like Isaiah Thomas or, or a third shot as it may be oh, get your boosters everybody boosters. thank you I'll be here all night. All right. Actually, no, I'm leaving right after this. All right, Neil, our next name, Emmanuel Moutier. Oh, I do think he's back. Let me see if I can get the team. Um, Was it Portland? Uh, I'm going to guess Portland. But, yeah, he's back. I know that one. I feel like he's in our division. He's on the West Coast. He's not in our oh. division. He is for the Sacramento Kings. Okay. Emmanuel Moutier. Back in Moutier. The there you go. All Number right. five overall pick, I think. Yeah, there's... <laughs> There's some there's some high draft picks making their way back into the league. Let me tell you. Yeah. Uh, I think it was funny too. Like I think uh, Moody. I was looking at someone's draft class for this, and it was just like, oh, Torian Prince was drafted like 13. Or wow. Something. Yeah. Like, I forgot. He's, and he's more recent. He was like in Towns draft. I was like, oh, I thought he was older than that. So. Wow. Anyways, uh, I mean, I guess Towns is no spring chicken. Yeah. Uh, former Timberwolf Neil Lance Stevenson. Oh. Jeez, I, this is another big one where it's like, yeah, he's a name, you know, former All Star, I think. Might be, yeah. <laughs> Didn't he? Yeah. yeah, for the Pacers, we had probably. Him, I feel like we were talking it. about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like he would be. I haven't specifically seen this one come across yet, but um, you know, I feel like he will be in the league if he isn't already. But maybe I missed this one, so I'm going to say he has been picked up. Uh, yeah, he is on a team right now. He's already played him. games for the really? Atlanta Hawks. He's out there calling ISOs for himself already. Right. Never change, Lance. Yeah, yeah, he's one of the main guys. Because, yeah, he's not – He's not. I think he's, like, been in the G League for a while. Like, some of these guys, Maybe. I think, are kind of, like, back and forth, you know, Beasley. I saw he's on a 10-day contract. If you're in the G League, I don't think you need to do yeah, that. Yeah, you're so, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think he might have been playing overseas, actually. Right, yeah. All right, another former Wolf Neal, Noah Vonley. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, wow, that is not a name I've thought of in a very long time. And haven't seen that linked to anybody for the COVID stuff. That's a good name, though, because he also seems like a little bit younger, you know, sort of a more recent draft, you know, yeah. maybe like a 2014 or 13 draft guy or something like that, or maybe, yeah, even 15 with Towns. But um, I haven't seen this one. I got to go with my gut and say no. 
Yes, let's keep it going. It's playing overseas. Probably couldn't get out of his contract. Oh, interesting. Yeah, or it's like you can't go to the U.S. or something, right? Something like, like that. Yeah, that's a good yeah, point. Yeah. All right, a couple more, Neil. Ursan Ilyasova. Ooh, interesting one. Yeah, I think I did see him. I can't remember which team it was that picked him up. Um, maybe it was like Memphis or something, but I think he's in. He's back. Ursan's back. Yes. All right. Who was it? Who was it? He's playing for the Chicago Bulls. Really? Yeah. Right. Interesting, right? I bet he looked kind of red. Yeah. Seems like he's always in the Midwest for some mm. reason. All right, Neil, let's do two more. Uh, let's do Nick Stauskas. <laughs> Nick Stauskas. Sauce Castillo. Oh, my gosh. So many Another guy who was drafted really high best. by the Sacramento Kings, I believe. Oh, you would think he'd be back. I haven't heard his name. I'm going to say no. He's not back yet. Oh, really? He's playing for the Toronto Raptors, everybody. You don't say. Nick Stauskas. Welcome Stauskas? back, Sauce. Yeah, Welcome Sauce Castillo. Back, saucy. I mean, they, they probably just did it so they can sell the sauce, you know, so they get that merch <laughs> aspect of it. All right, let's finish it up, Neil, with uh, another former Wolf, Jamal Crawford. Oh, this is the other one people are waiting to drop, but I haven't seen it happen. I wonder. I wonder. I mean, this was probably like the first name people were thinking. When I was talking to you know, a friend of the show, Alex Conover, and you know, he was riffing on this, too. I was like, yeah, you could come back. You could see him lighten it up. I haven't seen it yet. He's got to be coming back, though. I'm going to say uh, no, he's not currently in the league. Yeah, I go. mean, we should check Twitter. You're right. Because right, yeah. I think any you're right. Moment. I think at any moment he could be back. You Just know that Google guy, Jamal he, he's a walking bucket, you know? So yeah. I thought what was interesting, some of the ones that I thought were like really close calls were people who were on the big three league. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because there's a lot of names of guys who are like in the big three league who I could see coming back pretty mm-hmm, easily. So mm-hmm. like Jarrett Jack or like, Al- I, was, I was thinking of other former wolves like Alan Crabb or guys who are just like recently out of the league, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. See, I got just a, those fringy. Fringy kind of vet guys. I mean, that does seem to be. Yeah, part like of uh, the... Royce White's playing in that league. Okay. Josh yep. Smith is playing in that league. Oh, man. Leandro Barbosa, Reggie Evans, Ryan Hollins is playing in the big three. So, like, those guys are kind of keeping in shape. You but know, again, Nate Robinson, Jarrett Jack, maybe stuff like they, that. Maybe because of their contracts in the big three, they can't. Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe I think Joe like... Johnson was in the big three, and he, I think he was right. like the MVP, though. So, yeah. who knows? I don't even know when that season happens. I mean, I, I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's the offseason, but <laughs> okay. I don't know. Yeah, Summer I, ball. I don't watch it either. So. Yeah, but hey, it's an Olympic sport now, so maybe it'll get more traction. I think that's a little different though or yeah. did they just play half court i don't know i didn't watch Big any three i no. didn't watch any <laughs> well i watched olympics and it yeah. was really fun and it's three x three you gotta get it right oh um three that three. is an tr- amazingly fun game of just like so quick back and forth but i feel like the big three league is is full court but maybe not that'd be weird <laughs> like especially because how old they are i think brandon rush might be playing in the big three yeah yeah ice cube runs it yeah there's a lot of guys who are i was like this would be believable for a 10-day contract yeah so, that's a good, one. good, good game that is fun all right that does it for wolves cast holiday edition here um you know it wouldn't be a wolves cast holiday edition without a santa impression feel like that's uh, pretty common you know usually we uh go santa with it and uh, yeah, we, we a parody of a christmas song we did that you know yep, cross yep. that off the list yep all that all those things but uh as we said before hopefully you have a wonderful holiday um no matter how you choose to celebrate that and uh we will do the same we'll be gathering in uh prior lake together uh here on saturday and watching home alone too eating some delicious food and being merry together. Um, and we'll see if we watch basketball. It might be an off year for basketball. <laughs> None of these teams have their stars. So uh, one, of, one of my favorite Christmas traditions is you and I trying to watch an NBA game and our sister Caroline being, being like, let's play games. <laughs> Can we play some heads up or whatever the game is? Heads yeah. up, uh, Ellen phone game. Or I mean, we're such basketball junkies that it'll still be on, but yeah. I think we might be a little more amenable to other activities this year. That's you right. Know? So yeah, we'll see how that goes. But uh, yeah, we'll be some back. Wits here. and wagers. 
Lakers on. Oh, well, let's game. go. Yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, we'll be betting, betting against each other. But yeah, uh, we'll be back uh, next week with another uh, you know one more one more uh, you know episode for 2021 before we close out. Hit the us year. up on Twitter at Wolvescast with your Timberwolves resolutions for 2022. Ooh, Maybe we'll share some on the show. Yes, yes. Like resolutions, like things you want the team to. So it's kind of like the or the your festivals. own resolutions. Like one year, I, I resolved to, to let the refs get under my skin less. Yeah, I like those more. I like those and more. Believe frankly. it or not, I can't. That is successful because I still let them get under my skin, but not as much as I used to. I really used to let it derail me on yeah, these shows. That's all right. You know, that's just an improvement. Uh, even just a little bit is important. So. That's right. Or, yeah, I like that. It's more of a fandom resolution. Or sometimes how you're gonna be a better I think, fan. I think one year I was like, I'm gonna watch like two more non Timberwolves NBA that's right. games per week or something that. like that, just yep, so I yep, can get yep. some more of the league. More National you know, exactly. So uh, think it over. You know, I love resolutions. Let us know on Twitter at Wolvescast or in the comments at Kanasupis. Wow, what a great one. Boom, boom, boom. There we go. We'll be back next week. Happy New Year party next week, everybody. Uh, Merry Christmas and uh, stay, stay safe out there, everybody. See you next week. Bye. Got to be ready for really anything, especially in this situation. Tough shots. A step back oh. by Carl Anthony right, there's, Towns. There's okay. Oh, he's filling it early. <laughs> Who's the best shooter, big man in the world? Uh, yeah, we, there he is. Well, that's that's a tough shot. I mean.